Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start. If you've enjoyed previous episodes or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Car Chat Podcast. And with me today, I have Scott Chivers. Hello. Hello. Ratarossa, yeah? Ratarossa. Ratarossa Scott. And then apparently it's been shortened. Is that right? It is. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It's now Ratter. You know, I, Ratter, go and fix this car. Go and save this car. Yeah, this one's for you. <laughs> so can you give the audience a little bit of a summary Kind of like who you are, what you do. Okay, so yeah, no problem. I now have a YouTube channel. Somehow I got into the YouTube space. Following a passion I have for cars, mainly Ferraris. Fortunate enough to own a few. And uh, I guess we'll go into the story behind that a little later on. But yeah, I run a YouTube channel uh, full time now for my sins. Nice, nice. I, I, I think I first came across you... A while ago, I had a few people being like, you've got to get Rataros on. You've got to get Rataros on. I was like, who the hell is this person? Cool. And then um, did a bit of giggling. <laughs> looked up what and kind came of across. crazy person goes by the name Rataroza? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and then I came across one of your cars, which I think is probably the part of the, the bit of the story. But okay, let's, let's, let's sort of wind it back a little bit. How did you get into ferraris into this how have you ended up as a, a making videos on youtube what have you done before this and where does this all start up okay so uh firstly before this i was in it for uh, many many years um it was okay it afforded me some of my cars uh, nice lifestyle mm. but i was mind-numbingly bored doing that and i thought you know what life is short you only get one chance at it i don't want to wake up every day doing this so it took me a long time to realize 
that my passion in life is actually it was just staring me in the face it's cars yeah and um like i say fortunate enough to own a few cars um always been tinkering with them the the passion for for ferrari really started when i was knee high and uh my dad would always talk to me about the ferrari dino and the shape and uh, obviously the noise these things make um and living in the area I, he would often take me to um, marinello and egham at, at a weekend would pull up and i've always said if you um took a swab of dna off the windows at marinello you will find my little six-year-old nose like print <laughs> and hands on the window there staring in at the weekend so um i was very fortunate um quite early on to be able to afford uh ferrari and saved up a lot of money um it didn't actually my my kind of uh, sports car supercar thing didn't start with ferrari couldn't afford a ferrari to start with uh i had started with some classic porsches uh oh. sold those and managed to fund the first ferrari i though you have a classic porsche we'll talk about those in a little bit yeah, um, yeah. and then really uh i had those while i was in it and the transition from that like i say was just didn't enjoy it anymore thought i wanted to do something that i have a passion for mm. um i had a ferrari testarossa and i discovered uh i was looking for a part in the engine bay and as you do you had a little google search and it was literally some heat shielding for the engine lid on my testarossa at the time uh and somehow from that a what looked like a kit car Ferrari Testarossa that someone had chopped the roof off appeared on a kit car forum right. in America, a Lamborghini kit car forum as well. And I looked at it, I thought, yep, kit car. That's <laughs> yeah, one of those Fiero kit cars. And then I looked and I was like, actually, that's bloody real, right? And uh, at the time, Testarossas had kind of started to really go up in value. And this was a three-year-old advert sent the guy a message said look do you have this car still didn't get a reply he had a phone number so i sent him a text he's like yeah yeah it's in the back of the garage still got it i said would you would you be interested in selling it and uh, he was like yeah okay why not so we negotiated a price and basically the price to get it to the uk it was a complete car but it was like a flintstones car so it was a, a shell and two massive crates of parts with it but the price yeah. with all the import tax, all the shipping was £16,000. And to get a second-hand engine or a second-hand gearbox on the Testarossa was that alone. So, you know, it was, I think on the at the time on eBay, there was a second-hand gearbox for 18000 So yeah. I'm like, well, this is a no-brainer. There's always a plan B. But anyway, it turned up and uh, I had a, I bought it on pictures alone. And uh, I looked at it and I thought, well, yeah, this is, to put this right, number one, if you're a Ferrari purist and someone's chopped the roof off, it's, you've killed it already. <laughs> to put it right financially, it was just be it would be way more than the best Testarossa out there. So I thought, you know what? Let's just have some fun with this. Yeah. Um, so I created, I bolted it back together, and I thought, you know what? I quite like it like that. It's you know it's still in primer, and there were bits that came in. I strangely had two wing mirrors from one side. There was two bits so i think it was just a a pile of stuff that this guy had bought over the years to put this car together so there's two mirrors there were two lots of the side slats for one side but all the others were missing and these ones were in red and as i sourced the missing bits from various places around the world they all turned up in red and i started putting them on the car i'm like 
which I quite like the look of that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it became, uh, and that's how it is to this day. Uh, so it's a bit of a Marmite car, that one. You either get what I've done with it, or you absolutely hate me for, you know, crucifying the Ferrari <laughs> brand. But, so that then led on to... I got out of IT. I was in my garage over a winter. Just thought, you know what? I'm going to take some time out, uh, tinker with this car, figure out what I want to do. And I was spending quite a lot of time in there just putting this thing together, having a bit of fun. I thought, you know what? I wonder if anyone would be interested in the story on this. So I wrote to a few magazines. I wrote to a couple of YouTubers. And everyone said, yeah, we would love it. One of those people, uh, which I believe you've done a podcast with, was Matt Farah. Yeah. So uh, Matt flew over from the US. He filmed a one take and did a drive review on the Rattarossa and also my uh, Challenge Stradale. And then I'm there. It was a great laugh. And it literally is. He's fantastic at what he does. It literally is a 15 minute, you know, rolls the camera there was no prep. I'd never done anything like this before. It, it was basically camera on the screen, press record. Okay, we're going. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so we did it. And uh, extremely daunting. But yeah, it was probably one of the funniest moments still to this day uh, that I've done on YouTube is with that car, just prior to Matt kind of flying over, I was frantically trying to do the last bits on it. And because yeah. the roof had been chopped off on, on the rat, it had had some structural um, bars put into it, which kind of set the the weight distribution way off on the car. So when I put it all together, the front end was sticking up like this. It looked like it was going to take off. So I yeah. had to put some coilover suspension on the front of the car. So I'd wound it down and I hadn't quite got it right. So it was bouncing off the tires. It was like, <laughs> it, it was stinking because every time you went over a bump the tires would like just grind so we're we're in the middle of this one take down the road a really nice long road here but it's got a lot of bumps in it and at that point matt was saying to me about the suspension i said well you know i've been tweaking it and I, it's almost there now and we hit this bump and it's bottoming out yeah grinding all <laughs> over the place and you just couldn't have planned it better <laughs> i was like I haven't clearly got it quite right yet. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so so Matt did the one take with me and um, I stupidly and naively thought, you know what, this looks really easy. I'm just going to set up a camera and just film myself doing what yeah. I do with these cars tinkering. And, um, well, you learn quickly that that uh, is not the case. So, uh, yeah, I, I did it. I learned how to edit and um, I just did what I enjoy and film doing it. So that's how YouTube started for me. Yeah. And that was just over a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm just looking at that video now. I like have got it up of you, you and Matt cruising <laughs> around when you, so you got this car through the mail in bits essentially, or shell with yeah. some bits. How on earth did you put that yeah. all together? Have you had some sort of, have you been mechanicking for a while or are there a lot of good so, YouTube videos? Uh, I have absolutely no, this is a good question. I get asked this a lot and I probably need to cover it in a video myself. I have got no technical background at all. 
Uh, my job in IT actually was, you know, was a technical thing with computers, but nothing mm. to do with cars. Um, I'm quite fortunate is I can see these things and normally kind of put them together. But uh, yeah, that it was like a massive Meccano set. Let's say that. Yeah, it's just like these two massive crates of parts. Uh, Ferrari parts diagrams are actually very, very good. So I can look at those and normally go, OK, that's that, that's that and that. So before the car, it takes about a month to get a car from America, you know, while it's being shipped mm. over. By the time it had landed on UK shores, I basically figured out because the guy, I got the guy to lay everything out on his big driveway oh, okay. in California, take a load of pictures. So I'd more or less worked out where everything went. But I was also quite fortunate. I still had my 1990 Testarossa. So I used it as a blueprint, figured out where everything went, got to a point where I was really happy that I knew it all. And then I flogged the red Ferrari Testarossa. Nice. And that was it, really. Yeah. I mean, That's impressive. I, I, I like the test. I like that car, but I, it was once I built the rat, I was like, do you know what? This is, I've got a lot more passion in this car. This is much more fun than a bog standard Testarossa. A, a, a funny thing is, I um, I went to the final um, Ferrari Challenge race event at Silverstone just before we went into this whole lockdown scenario. Yeah. Um, and I went with another YouTuber, JM, mm. and uh, Ferrari were hosting it. They took us round and, and you know kindly let, gave us access to all areas. And uh, the head of PR for Ferrari UK, he's like, oh, J James said you, you have a few Ferraris yourself. I said, oh, yeah, I've got a few. I've you know, always been passionate about it, them since this high. He's like, oh, what have you got? I was like, this, this. Like, what did you bring today? And I kind of opened up my top and I had the Rattarossa picture. He's like, <laughs> the fucking guy. He's like, I know that car. Goes, I've seen that in the magazines. He goes, I can't believe you brought it today. He goes, uh... Yesterday, the electric 308, that tried to turn up and we had to turn it away because it's not what? with the whole Ferrari oh. ethos. And I was like, oh, no, God, he's going to hate me for this. He goes, well, where is it? I was, well, it's parked outside the paddocks with all the other Ferraris. He goes, all right, come on, let, let's go and have a look at it. So we walk outside. They've got their six Ferrari press cars. And then there's like <laughs> 200 of these pristine customer cars lined up outside the paddocks. And as we walk out, I'm like, oh, no, there's the massive crowd around my car. <laughs> so, so, um, so luckily he saw he saw the funny side of it. And he's like, look, you know, they, I created this car and it's kind of a recycled uh, Ferrari. Everything from that car, for example, all the leather roof lining where the roof was cut off, I had it all in these crates that turned up with the car. And I reused that to recover p parts of the car that, you know, because it's spied, it was slightly different. So it yeah. is all genuine. The only difference on that car, because I needed to do it, was put coilover springs on the, on the front of the car to be able to uh, make it look like it wasn't going to take off. So, yeah, it's a strange car. It it, um, it it divides people. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, you you see, you sound like a, a through and through Ferrari enthusiast. You know, we've got Ferrari on the wall behind you. You were drinking from a Ferrari mug. Like, so, as a Ferrari enthusiast, because uh, to me, the idea of something like your project. Okay, I haven't seen it in the flesh, so I, I don't know. But I, I like the idea of it. I think yeah. it sounds like a cool thing to do. Why not? 
Which I one? Love the, the idea. The Rattarossa. The... Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. That, yeah. One of many projects. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, the idea of modifying cars to suit your own need or want or whatever, I'm all about that. Like, I, yeah. The people that sit there and go, no, they should all, all whatever, 3,000 that were made need to be identical and mm. red and all the same. Like, that's a bit boring. <laughs> I think um, the British are a bit more like that. We're, you know, we're very much, yeah, it has to be perfect. It has to be pure. It has to be as it came out of the factory. Uh, whereas I think a lot of my US uh, audience, they are more into... Uh, modifying to a certain degree um ferraris it's become a little bit more and more accepted porsche for example you know you could modify porsches and Mm. and that's perfectly acceptable ferraris have always been very tricky to do that and get away with it but uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's, the, um, uh, you brought up something that I thought was interesting. This is the first, this is actually the first thing I noticed about your channel when I, I watched a video wherever it was ages ago. <laughs> um, you tailor your channel to America. Would you say you do that? I would say I try to do both. Yeah, just try and stay middle ground. Um, one of the reasons was when I started my channel, obviously. I got a little bit of a boost because I'd mm. done the smoking tire thing with Matt. So my initial audience were predominantly US based. Yeah. Um, and then a strange thing happened actually with, uh, with my channel. So my first kind of videos were I was working on my car and I was just videoing certain parts of it, like servicing parts. Of it. And one yeah. of the videos that I did was um, how to do a cam belt service. DOI cam belt service on a Ferrari 360, which is mm. relatively easy. I had needed to do it, so I thought I'd film it. So I did it, and I did it step by step. And basically, your grandma could do a 360 service if she followed my video. And so, yeah. not long after that, a friend of mine, Sam Crack, I don't know if you know Sam Crack's channel, not very popular. He had a um, he had a green 360 Spider that was. Uh, just basically went viral the video and it was a friend of mine shared with me a link from Unilad on Facebook and said, have you seen this green 360 spider? This guy has bought from uh, Copart in the U S and is, is trying to fix up. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't actually watch the video. I mean, and it had done like 20 million views by the time it was on my radar. And then a few weeks later, I got a message via, I think it was uh, Instagram from Sam saying, I've got this green 360 spider. I'm having a few problems with it. Can you give me some pointers? And I'm like, I recognize that guy. And I was like, hang on a minute. So I started chatting to him and I was uh, I was like, look, um, sorry, I, I, you know, I, I know about the car, but I haven't watched any of your videos. And <laughs> he couldn't believe it, right? So <laughs> I said, look, give me, give me a couple of hours. I'll get up to speed with what you've done. And then uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah. So I had a look and I, I saw that he'd done a few things. So I gave him some pointers and I filmed like a two minute clip of me telling him some of the things that he needs to check on his car. And uh, one thing led to another, that video for him did very well. I think it was like a million views or something like that. 
I kept in touch with him. We, we went through the process. We got the car running, you know, literally talking to him every, every day. Mm. Um, and eventually he was like, do you want to fly out to, would, would you mind flying out to Florida and help me on this car? Oh yeah. All right. It was, I think it was November time. I was like, yeah, it's a bit cold here. Florida weather <laughs> looks good. Yeah. So flew out to that. We filmed a couple of things. There was something else we actually filmed. So this was just, this was November before lockdown. We, I actually f- flew out there to film another Ferrari with him, uh, which we haven't been able to finish because of the whole travel ban and situation mm. at the moment. So that's something that is going to happen. Um, but anyway, he became best friend. And because of the videos with Sam, that also pushed my channel. And again, it was mainly a uh, US audience. So, I try to, um, they struggle sometimes with uh, some of our our UK and our our wording. So I try to keep it, you know, (laughs) so they can all understand. A bit more palatable. But I I notice you, because all the figures you quote, I don't know whether you do this in all videos, a lot of times you just do it in dollars. Yeah. Uh, The reason behind that, for example... Uh, one of the videos, one of the first projects I did was a Ferrari four five six that had that had come from the US. It was a US car, mm. and uh, the numbers just look better as dollars. So it was a nineteen thousand dollar Ferrari or something like that. It yeah. just made more sense and my audience at the time. Um, so yeah, we and the fact that actually one of the first videos was sam in my video as well so talking about that car and um, various points of it do you upload with a vpn via the states or do you just up upload like normally in the uk just just uk yeah 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 because i know because i know when people generally go and do stuff in the states like uk youtubers go and do stuff in the states uploading in the states and being in it's a it's obviously a combination of all of the factors of being there but also uploading there yeah. and all of that, it generally gives them a boost in their channels. And I've always wondered if you just sold... I, this is the thing about your channel. I, I'd wondered if you'd solely like VPN'd and uploaded in the States and kind of just pretended you were in the States the entire time. Even if though the I'm totally out. honest, Sam, if I'm totally honest, it, it was more for sponsors. Yeah, okay. because uh, YouTube attracts more US sponsors. So... Mm. I'm quite fortunate in that my audience is a very healthy split between my top two are US and UK and then the rest of, you know, Europe and Canada and stuff like that. So, yeah, that that was the main reason behind it. Yeah. How do you find that whole process of working with sponsors and trying to get them into videos? Is it an easy one or kind of tricky? Again, you know, it's a, it was a whole new learning curve with all, all of that side of things. I actually find it quite easy. I, I'm very lucky because uh, Sam has became my mentor, really, and talked me through this process, um, mm. what to look out for, and even kind of put sponsors my way. Uh, so, yeah, as as it goes on, the more and more you do, the easier it becomes. It just becomes a process. Uh, there are certain ones that are extremely good fun. I just did one for Manscaped. And <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. I would have probably done it free. It was so much fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's ones that I love doing. And then, you know, I, I unfortunately have to do it to fund these projects. So uh, 
that's uh but this i try to do things that i can integrate within the videos so it's yeah. not just it, it just is seamless within the video i try and aim for those kind of things and try i try and figure out a way of putting it in so so the manscaped one until you're halfway through the manscaped ad you don't actually know that it's anything to do with male grooming i was talking about yeah. bodywork and the lead-in was the bodywork on the car and then halfway through there's that Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's talking about male grooming. <laughs> so. it, it's obviously an essential part of the YouTube situation now, um, just making everything work and, and all of that. But there's definitely a difference, and I'm, I'm sure you know this, that between like people in the UK and what they'll sort of accept in terms of ads versus America. Yeah. Like America, the videos that pe and the ads people chuck in, they'll be like, and here's my new car. And then they literally will just turn around and it will be something completely different. And they'll be like, buy this video game or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm back. <laughs> like, what? No. Yeah. I, I think viewers do accept that part of YouTube is, uh, and part of, I, you know, this is my business. YouTube is my mm. business. So in order to pay my bills each month, you know, I need YouTube doesn't pay a lot of money unless you are doing uh, videos that are multi-million yeah. views each time you're doing it. Uh, so you, unfortunately, you know, we do need to add these integrations. And so I try to pick the ones that are going to be fun to do. Yeah. So you've you've had a now you've had a few projects sort of rolling and going on over the over the time and uh, how do you pick how do you pick the cars and how you know how have they been what very you, simple what answer a very simple answer to that it's done on passion it's something what i i stick to the cars that float my boat yeah so for example the current one that all my focus really is going on is the uh the 512 bbi the boxer yeah now it was almost a year ago to the day, a couple of days ago, where I discovered that car. Now, the way I discovered it was uh, one of my viewers said, have you heard about this? And the car was very well known on social media. It had done the rounds on Facebook many, many times, but I hadn't seen it. And I was like, wow, I, looked, I thought it was a 308 to start with. Mm. That's, a, that's a boxer. Um, and then... I did some investigation and found out where the car was. And actually, if you look at Google Maps over the years, you can see that car deteriorating. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Anyway, uh, completely outside my comfort zone, managed to go and see the car. Had nothing there to say I was going to film it or anything like it, it was on a whim took the one of my ferraris down there just to show you know i'm not just an oink going there to look at it i was yeah. you know going to just actually see what i could do with the car filmed it had a chat with the guy uh but he point blank said i'm never going to sell that car never going to sell it had people turn up with cash never never was interested in doing it uh and it took me but I left the video. It was a little bit sour leaving the video yeah. to say, look, I can't save this car. No matter what, the guy is not going to sell it. And it was a bit of an anti-climax. But I said to my audience, look, I promise you I'll do my best to do what I can with this. Um, I would love to save that. I just cannot stomach the fact that that car is just going to rot away on yeah. the driveway. 
so it took me six months, but I managed to finally do it. And, uh, well, one thing led to another. I looked at the car and I was like, okay, we'll, we'll get it running. We'll just give it a service. We'll get it running. We'll give it a glorified cleanup and then we'll just use it. And somehow that's become a nut and bolt restoration. <laughs> Which is taking a lot of time and a lot of effort. So, uh, but I, I am enjoying it. I am enjoying it. So currently at the moment, I am trying to focus on that car because as I've said before, uh, so many of these projects, if you don't keep on top of them, you get to so many hurdles on these things. It's so mm. easy just to park it aside and think, I'll come back to that in two weeks time. And then two years go by and you haven't done it. So I'm really, really trying with this one to see it right through to the end. And, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying the process, definitely. Yeah. And do, um, like a lot of people, they'll have a project. It might even the guy that you bought it off, you know, he's like, oh, I bought it at some point in time. I might do it up. I don't know whether this was the story. And then you, you start doing it, you hit a problem. You're like, oh, I can't do that. And then you start another project and you end up with like five projects of which only one is kind of the ongoing rolling one. And they're all yeah, stopped in the middle. Well, I am a little bit guilty of that. I've got a 308 on the driveway and various other things. But I own six Ferraris and none of them are roadworthy at the moment. So I'm very <laughs> guilty of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the funny, funny, funny thing with the BBI is that uh, the guy bought the car in 2006. He drove it for about a year. It's got 6,400 miles on it. And at the time, there's paperwork from very well... Uh, renowned Ferrari specialists here in the UK to say that it was the best car, best example of a BBI at that time in the UK, if not the world. And then simply from using it for a few months and then parking it up and not moving it for over 12 years, uh, it is what it is now. It's and, mad. Uh, it, it's very unfortunate, very unfortunate, but it can be saved and I am saving it. I, I saw a video of you recently, and this was this was I'd seen an, another video using the same stuff, and I wonder if, if this is how you came about the idea: ice blasting the engine. Now, anyone that's yeah. not come across ice blasting, go and Google some ice blasting. Go and watch Scott's video doing his engine. There's loads of other videos of people doing various parts of cars. This is like seems like a magic process. When I started the BBI, I was totally unaware of ice blasting as well. I hadn't heard mm. of it the project started to progress and take on its own path. And part of that is obviously when I, when I saved the car, when I finally got it, what I promised everybody was, look, you're all going to be part of this process with me. We are going to go on this adventure uh, and see where we can get with this car. And so that's why all of these videos, I'm trying to share that whole process and the full restoration of this mm. car. And so a lot of it is driven by my audience and their comments. And I noticed that when, when we opened that engine lid and it was covered with, you know, 13, 14 years of just British weather's grime of summers and then winters. And, you know, on the Ferrari engine lid, you've got all the slats. So everything just goes through and just mm. sat on the top of the engine block. They all said there are these ice blasting videos and it's basically this magic thing that will make your engine look like it was brand new from factory so i'm like 
let's do that and the added bonus with it is that it doesn't cause any mess unlike sandblasting or bleak yeah. blasting it's not going to get into all the pores and work its way inside the engine it is just dry ice so i'm like well i'll give that a go and then um did a bit of research there is a few companies in the us that is do, uh, are doing it in the aut automotive scene but there was no one in the uk so the only people i could find were karcher that actually make a dry ice product so okay so i emailed the ceo of uh, karcher and i got an email back surprisingly he said yep yeah, seen your videos we'll uh, send our guys and help you out so nice. That's how that became that. Well, there was a slight deviation to that because normally, and that's why the car is not currently at my house, is that filming here in my little two uh, car garage is quite difficult because I can't make too much noise. I'm, mm. you know, in a residential neighborhood. Uh, and I said to the guy, um, just before we go down that route, can you just tell me how loud one of these things is? And he's like, well, we need an industrial compressor to run this. So like, oh, well, well, well. I said, that's going to get shut down in about two or three minutes if we uh, start filming that at my house, right? So let me let me see if I can figure out a solution. So I spoke to a friend who's got a uh, Carrizzeria body shop in Maidenhead, and he said, look, get the car here. We can do the dry ice in here. And then we can do, you know, the paintwork on the car when we get to that stage. So that's how that's how we've got to where we are at the moment. Yeah, it's just like this this journey. Yeah, they just ups and downs of it. And yeah, the car is now over there at the moment. And it's quite fortunate because it has a lift and it makes my job a lot easier than trying to do it in a little garage. Yeah, that is that is quite nice. The actual process of dry ice blasting does it remove any metal so that car was uh, uh, the problem with my uh my car was it is the absolute extreme because it had sat there for so long and all this stuff had just kind of embedded itself in that engine block mm. um normally if you look at some other videos on dry ice there's a few popular ones uh with porsches actually if you look at you know they, they dry ice blast the bottom of a porsche that yeah hasn't been cleaned in years and years and years and it comes up spectacular mine because it literally sat there and it was just so extreme it did a great job but it wasn't as amazing as all my comments had told me it was going to be uh so i had to take it an extra step but the process itself is literally uh three mil dry ice little pellets if it's fired at high speed to whatever surface it is so in my case it was the engine and, and mainly i tried to focus on the engine block yeah. and it just disintegrates on impact taking with it all of the grime and all of the dirt that's there and then it just evaporates that's pretty so sick it's great because it hardly makes any mess um you know if you if you think about sandblasting and you, you blast a load of sand you've got a massive cleanup job and that's going to get itself everywhere this stuff i was literally flabbergasted where's it all gone yeah it was a little tiny it took me two minutes to sweep it all up after you know and that was just some of the dirt that was on my engine yeah i saw i saw one video it was um oh it's that detailing guy who's friends with matt farrah in the states um ammo ammo Larry. whatever his name is yeah larry yeah he yeah. did i can't remember what it was the bottom of a car and 
Yeah. Then his entire workshop was just coated, not in the stuff, obviously, because that, that disappears, but just like all the dirt literally just flew everywhere in his entire place, <laughs> just coated everything. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Larry uh, and his. He just, mine was lovely. Uh, I mean, he has a very, very nice workshop, yeah, yeah. that you could probably eat your dinner off the floor there, so... <laughs> you're far more likely to see all the dirt. But, I mean, there were two differences between those uh, two dry ice blasting experiences. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I guess... My most popular video was with uh, with Larry, actually, on the cleanup of oh, really? the boxer. Now, yeah, yeah, again, it was my audience that drove it. It was like, look, I've got this car. We need to clean it up. And they're like, you need ammo. He's the best <laughs> in the world. Uh, he can clean it up for you. It's going to be mint afterwards. And I'm like, okay. Let's see. And then uh, I got in touch with Larry and uh, it was like, yeah, let's do something. And then we had this problem called COVID and travel restrictions. So Larry was going to fly over. We were going to clean up the car together and that would have been brilliant. But then we had this issue of like, ah, we can't actually get you here from New York. What are we going to do? We've told everyone we're going to do this collaboration and clean up the boxer. So we then had to figure out how... We do get ammo to clean the car without him being there. So yeah. we actually managed to figure out where he talked me through everything I need to do on this car. And we did actually transform it. It came out amazing. He sent me all his products. We used <laughs> all of those, uh, which are fantastic. And they smell great as well. Uh, and then, yeah, we did transform the car. And then sadly, I was like, well... I need to take the engine out to do the service. And that led to, oh, there's a little bit of surface rust on the frame. And now we're doing a nut and bolt restoration on the car. (laughs) It's the aim with some of these builds or these builds to, you know, take in this thing that's like an absolute bombsite. looks like it's just been destroyed. Document the journey. Are you talking about my cars here, Sam? (laughs) It's the final goal to sell the cars or undecided, depending on how much you like them. Uh, I have a slight problem. I hate selling my cars. I I, I like them too much. But, um, so the boxer, when it became available, um, that the guy was like, "Look, I've decided to sell it." And he wants, you know, when most people decide to sell a car, they want to sell it quickly. So he's like, "I will give you first offer on it." Um, we managed to negotiate a deal, but I didn't have the funds to actually do it. So I was fortunate that I had a three five five Spider that was very very good condition it was probably one of the best i've seen and i managed to sell it within 24 hours in at the end of november which is unheard of Mm. uh i'd sold it quite cheap but it part funded the boxer but when i buy these cars with the boxer for example it's from passion i want to save that car i'm a sucker for these uh neglected poor cars that have been you know left on a driveway and uh yeah, just n- not looked after. I, I love that. I love making these things better um, and improving them. So I don't buy them to fix them up and make a profit. It's purely from passion. With the 355, I had bought that. Um, there's a story behind that one. I'll tell you that in a second. But that was actually too pristine for me. So I found I wasn't enjoying driving it. Whereas mm. Like the the Challenge Stradale actually built the Challenge Stradale. So there's a lot of me in these cars. I know them inside out. I put them together. It's taken, it took me months to source parts for these things. And so 
there's a lot of enjoyment that I can draw back on that I've put into those cars with many, many hours. So, yeah, the, the plan with the, the builds is never to really sell them at the end and flip them for a profit. It's just, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the space to put them all. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> so, it, though. Yeah. If you keep yeah. going, yeah. there's going to be cars that get yeah. finished and more builds coming in. Yeah. <laughs> You've still only yeah. got two garage yeah, yeah, slots. Yeah. Yeah. A problem for the well, future. The, the 355, going, going back to the 355. So the 355 thing was a bit of a strange one because I actually bought six Ferraris at the same time from America and shipped them over. Okay. So this was before I started the YouTube channel. So the plan was I got out of IT and I thought, oh, I love Ferraris. And I, I you know. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A passion for cars. Let's just do a bit of... Ferrari trading, so yeah. I thought, okay, the Mar- I'd, I'd done a few from Europe. I'd, I'd bought a four thirty Scuderia and various things like that, and um, sold those and made a little bit of a profit on them. And I was like, you know, I enjoy this. So, what should we do? Oh, let's buy six Ferraris from America because they were cheap over there, and even with import and and shipping, they were still a damn sight cheaper than they were in the UK. So, I'd gone down that route, and then I had a couple of these cars. And I, you know, I didn't actually like selling them. I figured that it was there was a chink in my plan. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't yeah. Like, I loved buying them and I liked fixing them and doing. I didn't quite enjoy selling them, so I thought, how can we do this instead? And I that came part of the YouTube channel. Was like, all right, let's let's film it and figure it out that way. So, yeah, another avenue that changed slightly from my original plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's. It, I mean, it, it's. It's a cool thing to be doing and and I can see how if you've invested so much time and effort and thought and all of that stuff into these cars that you, you know, have a huge passion for, that getting rid of them is tricky. I I am awful at selling cars and I have not put anywhere near the amount of hours into them that you have. You just get attached, don't you? Well, you actually, for my audience that will watch this, you have a very, very cool car collection. 
Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's very well known that my ultimate car is obviously an F40. Uh, I would love to build one of those on the channel. I did one of my first uh, videos that went through a million views was an F40, basically an F40 treasure hunt that mm. happened when we went into the you know the, the whole world went into this first lockdown. There was this lost F40 in Iraq that was uh, quite well known, and I thought, you know what, let's try and find this F40 in the desert. And yeah. one thing led to another, and I had gas monkey garage involved and you know that that was a great great one but yeah it was then quite well known that i would love to do an f40 and obviously <laughs> they're very expensive cars so you own an f40 and uh yeah we yeah. can go out in that car at some point sam yeah we can we can go out in that car at some point if if i've still got it this how, is long the- you, how long have you owned that one five years five years so that was 2016 i tried to buy one about 2014 uh it's one of my biggest regrets i i was trying to buy one at your in europe i just sold my 430 scuderia Mm. um there was one for sale in belgium and it was it worked out it was just over 200 grand uh, that would have been a good buy it didn't happen yeah yeah well it's various personal reasons why i didn't buy that in the end but uh I kick myself to this day. So I will promise everybody that at some point we will do an F40 on the channel in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. It's a a garage build, yeah? Yeah, you can't beat yourself up too much about these things though, can you? You look at them and at the time you're like, you you make the decision at the time. I'm happy with all the decisions I've made, you know, because this is where we are. But you do look at some of these things and go, Ooh, okay. If I'd bought an F40 for 200 and a Carrera GT for 200, yeah. you're like, oh, that would have been. Yeah, great. yeah. There was a Carrera <laughs> GT. I think it was 180 or something. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. At the time, and what was the other, uh, So your your car didn't actually start off as a blue car, did it? When you bought it, it was a white, was white. kitted car. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, yeah. well, yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. To some extent, it was done by Liberty Walk. Yeah. Um, you posted a picture okay. of it recently. I did not realise that until earlier yesterday that that was your car. So tell me, where is that kit, Sam? It's gone. <laughs> I don't know where it is. No! <laughs> That's what I want. I want that kit. Yeah, I'm going to build an F40. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Unfortunately, I have no idea. It went in yeah. as part of the, the deal. But I, I bought that car, uh, which was pretty sort of like, well, no one really wanted it at the time. And um, yeah, it went. My car went back to Zanassi in Italy and got made yeah. back to original, painted blue because I didn't want a red Ferrari. And if I wanted a red Ferrari, I would have bought yeah. a red one. And was like, well, this is not red. So if I make it blue, I'm not turning a red one blue. And there was part of me that was like, I'm not quite up for the painting a red one a different color, but. It's got it's got so the weave. Got, you you it's justified got all that it that way with uh, yeah with the fact that it started as a Liberty Walk white one. Funny enough, actually, yeah, I think I own six Ferraris and none of them are red. I did the red thing when I was younger. I had lots of red Ferraris, and then yeah. I grew up. I like to say, <laughs> now I don't have a red Ferrari. <laughs> it's, it's just I, I think it's it's one of those things. Like it's it's part of the whole. I'm not the person that's going to be wearing a Ferrari cap. I'm not going to be wearing Ferrari shoes. No. Uh, none no, of that stuff. No, no, no. I'm not like that. I'm not like that either. 
you, I can't. Your, your video at the moment is cut out. But like, I, I, so I can't oh, sorry, see what sorry, you're doing. Sorry, you, you guys will be able to see that. I was holding up a mug, and I'm holding up some uh, Puma Ferrari trainers from my sponsor. <laughs> so we're focused on the on the BBI build at the moment, and then um, I've got another really cool build that is a little bit kind of. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disclose what it is, but it's gonna be a very, very cool Ferrari build. When it, okay, um, right. I've got a quick question. When are you announcing this build? I want to really get a little bit further into the BBI. Okay, um, okay. Putting not, it not back for a while. Then. I, I, I would say, well, <laughs> yeah. In my head, I'm thinking the BBI builds another six to eight weeks to finish it. But in reality, these things, yeah don't quite pan out that way yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah I, I just at the moment i'm trying to get the bbi to a point where it's sprayed the frame is sprayed i've got people um such as coney who have rebuilt all of the original shocks um it's going to be fantastic this car mm. we've just done all of the suspension we've replated that in in the uh, yellow zinc plating so that on the black original frame it's just gonna pop and mm. it's just gonna look amazing this car um so once i'm starting to put some of that together i will announce the next build which is going to be a, a pretty cool one and then there's another couple other ones that i've been trying to um put together in the pipeline one of them uh which is again similar to something you has it is my early porsche Yes. So I've got a 1970 911T that most people think I'm just a, a Ferrari purist through and through, but no, I like all kinds of cars. Uh, classic 911s is definitely one of my mm. things. Um, and I've been fortunate to own a few of those as well. And I managed to buy my current one just before the the air-cooled 911 bubble just went crazy yeah um oh, nice. but it sat there it needs a full restoration so just before this call i was speaking to uh, a potential sponsor about doing a, a restoration on that car and probably doing it something similar to yours yours is an st build is it yeah um, it's SC sort of st-esque it, it's an sc back uh you know backdated to sort of yeah st-esque yeah. kind of Fast yeah. road build. Yeah, mine is, mine is actually uh, a 1970 2.2 T, so mm. it's old already. Um, and there will be a lot of people I will probably annoy with the build because I'm taking a narrow body original car and I'll probably modify it. <laughs> and, and I really toil. I toy. Oh well, I'm I'm quite used to annoying people with my bills, but I, yeah, I yeah. toy all with that because I do like the originality of things. Um, but I'm then like, I'm going to keep this car. It's, I'm going to build it for me. Yeah. And what do I really like? And it's like I love that just slightly wider ST look at the back. It mm. gives it a more menacing presence, and I think it just looks lovely. So we'll stick with that. I think that's the idea. But yeah, hopefully that build will be coming up. Um, in the next few months that's that's an interesting off. one are you gonna do that sort of to kind of spec or are you gonna oh no no because you said you're gonna change it so are you gonna upload yeah, the I think, engine I think we'll have some fun with stuff? it uh i might do i might do i mean for me um the the bodywork is a is a thing that i i like the aesthetics of it i want to look at it 
I love the fact that it is a classic 911. It's the cheapest car I've got because it's cheap classic insurance. It's MOT free. It's tax free. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that it literally it sits on a driveway for months and I just turn that key and it fires up straight away. It's amazing, that car. Yeah. I just want to have a bit of fun with it and build something that I will enjoy. You know, it doesn't have to be... I'll take little bits from here and there and change the uh, seats and stuff like that and parts of the interior. We'll keep some of the classic stuff. We'll, I'll just build it to something that I enjoy, that I can use and want to sit in it and it puts a smile on my face. It's just yes. like the F40 or anything. You know, We, we buy these things not because... Um, they make a lot of money or, you know, they're the fastest thing on the road. It's just about the, the miles per smiles, I like to say. Yeah? yeah, 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 absolutely. It's funny you're doing a narrow body 911 build to make it wider. And I am about yeah. to be in the process of taking my widered 911. I'm not going to make it narrow body, but I'm probably going to sell it and buy an older car. Yeah. Um, because I quite fancy a narrow body. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's just do a straight swap. Just give me your SK and I'll give you my, uh, my rotten narrow body. <laughs> my, my car actually originally, um, it was, uh, tangerine, the tangerine orange. And obviously Ooh. like most 911s in the eighties, yeah. it was sprayed guards red. So, uh, currently it's got, it will go back to its original factory color. That's for sure. That's a cool color. I like that. It, what, yeah. Mine's signal yeah, yellow. Yeah. They, they go well next to each other, those. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like the idea of less grip. My car's quite grippy at the moment. And it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. I had to go uh, a passenger So a bit more challenging, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. A little bit more loose at low speed. Um, but I had to go... I think that um, th these cars that they will bite you if you don't respect them. I like that factor. My 360 mm. is kind of a little bit like the F40. You know, it's lightweight. And if you don't respect it and you get a bit too blasé with it, it will tell you and it will yeah. show you. And it's spun out on me three times in the last 12 years. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you have to respect these things. It's good. And it's good to learn these lessons. Like The number of people that must be driving around now in the probably go and buy a modern supercar or even just a modern sporty car, like maybe like a BMW M3 or whatever, something like that, that are driving it on the traction control. Like as in they're literally, their, their foot is yeah. flat and the car is trying to work the hell how to keep going down the road. And often you then come across, a, the thing is the systems are getting better, but then it gets wet and someone's like, oh, I was, it was really good with all the stuff on. They turn everything off and then they <laughs> in about one second send their car careening off the road. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you see it quite often, especially on uh, Instagram. I get, I get tagged in loads of these things where someone's got uh, a 488 or something like that. And, and, you know, they're fantastic cars and anyone can get in a 488 and drive it. But when it gets a little bit wet, yeah, it, it separates the men from the boys sometimes, yeah. yeah. You just go down a motorway and put your foot down and it will still bite you if you don't know what you're doing. You know, you see these things that they've spun out and they've gone off and uh, they've been smashed up. Yeah. I Did you see that video recently? I think it was a, it was either a 488 or a Pista. I think it was a 488, a red one that was overtook a car 
then put his foot down and ended up in a ditch. But yeah, the, yeah. The, the guy driving the car posted a video later and he said what happened is the suspension failed at the rear. And you, you watch the video and you can see as he's like pulling away and putting his foot down, the rear left of the car just like drops. Wow. Wow. And, and fair play to the guy yeah, to yeah. come out and be like, no, this is what yeah. happened. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah, been yeah. rinsing I'm me. I'm really not a, a shit driver. It really was the Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Poor sod, really, because that would have been, got, that would have gone viral, that video. And uh, they would all put it down to driverability. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's probably one of those rare ca- occasions where <laughs> very uh, rare. Ferrari's <laughs> super duper suspension actually did fail. <laughs> But then you have like the complete opposite, which is that eight twelve driving over the bridge in London. Have you seen that video? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> just, yeah. And just hammered it and just fishtailed it. Didn't see it? ya. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the ones I always get tagged in lately are the the F forties on fire. Like, oh, say God. this one, Ratter. This is this is the one, yeah. What? This is the one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no F forties yeah, like, ever. This, they all get buy... rebuilt nowadays. They do, they do. I can't imagine get many get sold for scrap, and most have uh, fire suppression suppression systems in them now. Mine doesn't yet. Yeah, but and it, but <laughs> every time I because people send them to me as well, and I'm like, oh shit, I probably should do something about this. Ah, that's not fun then, is it? Because uh, that, that's just the same as anything else. But that's all the traction aids. You don't need fire and a Ferrari. They never burn down. Yeah. I've, I've only had two that have burnt down. I don't want to be in a car setting on fire. But my car does get started up and run around pretty often. So I think a lot of these problems are coolant pipes and you know, hoses and stuff just coming off. And I think the F41 is literally like jetting hot fuel over the engine or something as one of the pipes just comes off. Yeah. Sprays it everywhere. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I love the fact that you drive the car and I love the fact that, uh, yeah, um, you know, it gets used. That That is the thing. I'm 100% certain that Ferraris go wrong when they don't get used. My 360, um, I reckon... I changed the clock on it when we did the conversion on it. I reckon that is done about 70,000 miles, maybe even Ooh. more. It's on its original clutch. Ooh. On its original clutch. It's an F1 system. That is absolutely unheard of. I've spoken to dealers, specialists, yeah? They're like, <laughs> nah, you're lying. There's no way. <laughs> I drive that car in race mode all the time, apart from when it's absolutely hammering it down. Yeah. Um, it has caught me out a couple of times. I do admit that. And it just gets driven. It was my daily driver. I have two young daughters at the moment, and so it's a bit more difficult to mm. use it as a daily. But it was for a very long time uh, driven every single day. I when I worked at HP, it was driven all the way up and down the country to customers. Totally enjoyed it. it cost me an absolute fortune in fuel, but uh, I always arrived and got back home with a smile on my face. Yeah. But I used it. That's the thing, yeah. And the car was amazing. It it just didn't go wrong, you know. It was, and I did a video on it, and I said these are fantastic, and they never go wrong. 
And then after that, I started having problems. <laughs> yeah, it totally, it totally happens. <laughs> and then there's also, there's some, there's probably a sweet spot of high, of a certain level of mileage, which means it's been driven a decent amount and it's made yeah. it through and it's had stuff changed versus the car that's never been driven. You basically have to replace half the car anyway to drive it. Um, yeah. But then the ones like, I would say like, like a high, mi- high mileage, I don't know, McLaren or something, that's probably the one to buy. Because the other ones just haven't yeah. been able to get there because they've been in the workshop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I had a. Uh, I remember. I think my second Ferrari was the three five five, and a lot of what I learned about Ferraris was because of that car. Because I would literally, I remember, one weekend something would go wrong on it, and I think the the number each time was it was always an eight hundred pound part that would go Ooh. wrong on this car. So I would spend eight hundred quid. I put it right. I like great. 355 is is working great use it again next weekend something else has gone wrong another 800 pound part it's like i spent so much money on that car putting it right and uh i was like i got cheesed off of it in the end i was like i'm I'm just gonna get rid of it had enough of this sold it to a guy he kept it for a year and i spoke to him i was like any problems fantastic car never goes wrong that 355 i love it i'm like bugger <laughs> this I is the think problem i ironed out all the issues with it exactly like uh one of my friends recently was selling a car and he was selling it because he'd had to do a bunch of work on it and he was like oh you know it's just i just i need to get something else and i was like no but you fixed all of the issues on your car if you buy another one yeah. you have no idea whether there's going to be any issue you might have to do the whole process all over again exactly exactly that's the thing isn't it yeah yeah so okay do you have any passions outside of cars well i've got to be honest with the uh i was so naive with a youtube channel uh thinking you just film you know what what the audience see is you know typically about Mm. a 20 minute video and you think well it's just filmed a 20 minute video and just uploaded it um it takes a heck of a lot more than that to do <laughs> yeah. this, especially as a business, because I, for example, uh, a recent video, me stripping off the paint of, of a car, that took me probably the best part of a week to do okay. the majority of the paint. I left, I did all the easy bits, yeah, the big, big areas of the car, the little intricate bits I've still got to do. Um, but if I put that out on a 20 minute video, that's boring as hell. So, I do a super, super fast forward of you seeing most of the panels yeah. uh, being stripped down, which is like two minutes of a 20 minute video. Yeah. But, I, you know, like I say, it took me it took me the best part of a week to do that solid, hard graft, horrible, horrible, dusty, disgusting. You can't see your eyes are all like pins at the end of the day. You're like full of crap, no matter what you wear mask wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, you I looked like I'd gone grey I had so much dust on me and so and that's like a two minute part of that 20 minute video and then you've got to make it entertaining each of the, each of the videos is basically a story isn't it that yeah. you've got to uh, entertain the audience with so you do that then you've got the editing side of things and I am not the best at editing it doesn't flow for me it takes me a little while to piece things together and then as a business you know you've got the the marketing side of things and the the integration with a with a brand so yeah a nine to five job is is um a part-time job to me that's let's put it that way there's a lot of hours in the day that go into 
uh, YouTube. So, yeah, aside um, from that, uh, yeah, family. Family really is, is the other thing. Mm. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's always a balance. There's always a balance. Yeah, and, and balance. it's just, like you said, it just takes, especially with the sort of things you're doing, like it, it takes so long to film, even just like one video. Like you said, you've got to, yeah. oh, hey, here's me doing this small little cut for you guys. And then like 20 hours of work and then come back. Yeah. Yep, okay, that uh, don't on. get me wrong. I would love to be able to put out three videos a week on that car. But yeah, currently it's, uh, it's, it's impossible. It's a lot of work doing this level of uh, restoration that I hadn't planned from the start. It's just progressed this way. Yeah. What was that? Okay, I, I only came across this um, six months ago, something like that. Project Binky. You must have watched this. The the mini. Oh, I have seen uh, a, a fellow YouTuber that has done a video on that. I don't know. I don't know what that car is. It's some cra- crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just um, the the. Yeah, I don't. I don't cra- know enough about it. Yeah. Okay. So it's just some crazy guys building a mini that they break down yeah. into like I don't know how many episodes. It's a lot of episodes, and it's it's all like. Hmm. They're all making every single thing they do. They make some stupid jig that takes like 14 million hours. But each bit is just like, you know, a little bit of the build. And it's they've managed to they broke this car down into just an obscene number of videos. But then also you look at the number of hours and it's still it's still clearly a lot of time just in each segment of doing it. But it's a good one to watch that. Actually, it's quite a. It's it's just I like will check that out. yeah definitely on uh, on welding and stuff. Throughout all this time, you've picked up, a, I imagine, a variety of skills and knowledge of putting together cars of all sorts, and specifically Ferraris. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I am not adverse to trying new things and learning new skills, and there are certain parts on all of these projects, especially the BBI, where I've gone way beyond my typical skill set on these things Mm. it's like there there is a need for it i don't necessarily have the funds to bring the right people in and part of what i do is to show uh the audience uh, and give them a sense of they're along for the ride on this and you know learn these things with me yeah um i don't claim to be the best welder i did a course just before lockdown a 10-week uh, night school course on welding gave me the basics and I think that was cut short by two weeks because of uh, everything going on in mm. the world so yeah I, I love to learn these new things um, there's parts of that boxer that have come off that I've never done on on any car let alone a very expensive Ferrari so but I'm not afraid of that I quite like that I like I like the discovering new things and, and going into new areas and and taking things to new levels so um, i've never done a nut and bolt restoration on a car um so i'm enjoying the process Uh, and it's really cool with doing something like this is that you um find new people someone turned up at the workshop a couple of days ago uh, that has also got a uh, a ferrari boxer used to run a uh, a well-known ferrari uh, garage Mm. Uh, a specialist garage uh, and so you find these new people and then from those that leads to somebody else it's like okay for example on that car like water hoses and things like that I didn't realize that when they this guy is also a, a concourse judge 
when they look at these things, they look at the name on, on the hosing. So I'm like, wow, I was just going to get some cheap stuff off eBay, but now I've got to spend 10 times as much to get some <laughs> exactly the same hose with a label on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. I, I love it. I, it, it, it you make a lot of new contacts from things like this from all around the world. And um, that's one of the parts of, of YouTube that I really, really enjoy. For example, with the, with the boxer, I put the videos out and um, I then had the person who delivered that car back in 1983 to the, um, to the, the prince who first owned it in London. I then had the dealer who had known the car s- up until the point uh, that the uh, last owner had bought it from them. So the yeah. owners of the car knew everything about it. Uh, and that's because I put the video out. So it was great to find out, you know, all of the history on that car and where it had been and people who knew it and old pictures that had been in, uh, you know, when it's been to Ferrari owners events and stuff like that. So really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool having all of those elements of the history just kind of like pulled in i even i get that on like if i've bought a car often multiple times the first owner will get in touch and go hey that's my car (laughs) you're like oh cool like tell me more about it like did you put it in a ditch yeah Um, (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) can you explain this why 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 is this panel a different color why does this not shut properly (laughs) 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 have you picked up any kind of like hacks or no that's i don't like that word but like along the way of like, oh, it's you're meant to use this stuff. Actually, this stuff is better or the same, but just a different label. Or are you very much like, let's try and find the right Ferrari branded cable for this and bit of plastic and stuff like that? Um, I am quite resourceful. OK, so um, with this current build, obviously, it's a 1983 car. Uh, Ferrari don't make. All, you know, like your F40, if you try to buy parts for your F40, you will probably find that you, there is, if you're lucky, 20% of parts available for that car that you can buy now. It's the same with mine, you know. Um, so when you're doing a project like this, you have to be able to scour literally the whole world to find bits. So there are a few little bits missing with my car, um, which I purchased six months ago now, and mm. I have literally found those by just constantly looking to find out what's available for ferrari boxes i managed to buy uh i was looking on ebay the other day there was a spare wheel for the car and i don't need a spare wheel i've got one but i was missing the spare wheel cover now it didn't say anything on the ebay advert about the spare wheel cover coming with this spare wheel but i was looking through the pictures and i was like i nearly peed my pants when i saw this uh spare wheel cover as part of the thing for a very good price so i ended up buying this spare wheel just for this little fiberglass (laughs) panel that sits above it and uh i was very happy you know i I had a a day trip with my two daughters for about two hours in the car just to go and get this spare wheel (laughs) but you just can't get that for love nor money yeah so um eventually things turn up uh, so, yeah, quite resourceful on that. Um, and then the other side of that is I like the challenge. So when people say things can't be done, for example, a Ferrari 355 service, they all said, 
No, it's impossible. You can't drop the fuel tanks. You have to drop the engine on a 355. And then I was looking at prices in America of some of these service bills that 355 owners get yeah. because they have a, um, a service. And they were like $20,000. This is ridiculous. And then they said, no, it can't be done. It can't be done. I was like, right, well, let's do it. So I filmed <laughs> a step-by-step -step guide to how you drop the fuel tank on a Ferrari 355 and change the cam belts for like 200 quid, I nice. think it was. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that element of me that is a little bit rebellious that, uh, yeah, yeah, likes to... I'm actually about to do this and I'm probably going to shoot myself completely in the foot by saying this on this podcast. Uh, one of the dilemmas I'm facing at the moment is kind of stopping the progress on, on the paintwork on the boxer is I'm trying to do it a hundred percent perfectly, which means all the glass has to come out of the car. So that's right. the front screen, the rear screen. Um, and it's so well bonded in there. The bonding agent they used to put these screens in, never goes off so right. it's like plasticine it's always constantly sticky even though it was put in there you know early 80s yeah um and so i have had a couple of specialists out and i asked the audience what do i do do i just try and take the trim off and spray around it but in my heart that doesn't feel like i'm doing a proper job so everyone's saying i leave the screen in and i'm like ah, no, let's, let's take it out so we're going to try and take it out so it's going to probably break it but yeah, yeah, i'm gonna yeah. do my utmost to, to keep it original and, and keep the screen intact so uh, we're gonna attempt that friday oh that, well that'll be interesting that that's one of those very i've always watched yeah. I occasionally watch um uh, like someone a program with someone like redoing a house or whatever and they'll have just got the new windows that are coming in and they're like held by like 15 people and they're just trying to slot them in you're like oh okay if this goes wrong that is a expensive and i imagine actually the car ones are even worse yeah there might be a moment on this video where you see me in tears but, uh, <laughs> we'll see by the weekend you'll know well I, <laughs> if, if the unfortunate bit happens actually because is, is it possible is it easy to get windscreens now can you do they custom make them or they're just available i have actually been on uh to a couple of people this morning so up until a, a short while ago, you couldn't get any screens for uh, the Ferrari Boxer. Mm. Um, but again, someone kind of came in to my life from the YouTube channel and uh, they have put me onto a company who make the screens. I've been speaking to those. So I have a backup plan now that they will uh, help me out should I have a... Brilliant accident with the uh, screen on friday so i've, I've got a i always try and have a plan b with these yeah. things so yeah because you don't want to be left high and dry you're like okay we we either no. take it out but if it breaks that's it we've got to wait three years you're yeah. like, oh no i don't want to do that <laughs> well that's right yeah that's 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 the thing so yeah no it sounds it sounds pretty interesting and i'd love to see it at some point see this build how it's going on and you're totally welcome it, it's going to be there for a little while yet so you can uh pop in at any stage and uh yeah I, i'm definitely keen to come down i'll take some pictures whatever come say hello um i say this yeah, i have no definitely. idea whereabouts vaguely obviously we don't want to give your exact location away but like where roughly are you in the uk we're in berkshire yeah we are let's say 30 miles out from london oh, okay not far not far at all okay yeah, not far we not can far. we can do something we'll talk about this offline all right yeah. well i normally wrap these up with five questions 
Do you have a most memorable driving trip or journey? Um, yeah, I would say my favourite, most memorable one is, uh, I've done a couple, which is uh, both times, Le Mans in the Challenge for Dali. Mm. Love it. They've got some epic tunnels there. I've got some lovely footage of my car in a tunnel. And if you could bag heaven as a sound, <laughs> it has to be that, yeah. I'm sure you'll disagree. The F40 must be uh, a close second, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Stradale yeah, yeah. is absolutely epic on full chat, in a tunnel, bouncing off the walls. Um, it, if you don't have a smile on your face, listening to that, there is something <laughs> wrong with you. Yeah. No, I, I do look at the Because at the end of the day, like the 40 is a turbocharged engine. It's a pretty good sounding turbocharged engine. And you get the turbo noises yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it's not the same as an NA engine. And yeah. there's nothing quite like that scream, that kind of howl. It is absolutely all. I mean, I've had the car. It's the longest car I've ever owned. It's almost 12 years now. And I absolutely love driving it every time. Mm. It hasn't been on the road for a few months, actually. I've got to do some work this weekend on it and try and get it back on because, uh, yeah, it's killing me at the moment. I love driving that car. Right, next question. Five-car garage, unlimited value. Oh, that's a real tricky one. Um, it definitely has to be an F40. Yeah. Um, maybe an LM, F40 LM. Uh, unlimited. Oh, man. That is a tricky one. It's a Stradale, Challenge Stradale for yeah. sure. Do I have to be practical in this garage? You, you, it has to fit wise? into your life to some extent. Like, you might need a daily. Do you know what? I, I, I had this conversation this morning. I really love the new Defender. I think that looks epic i love it i quite like I, it i, I might know. add that in currently uh, <laughs> okay. I, i've driven Three. past a couple and i've they've turned my head uh probably a classic porsche i love a classic porsche and it's got two back seats uh, which one quite practical uh, probably be an r uh, 73 rs tasty um, and one more 250 gto would have to be the other one yeah i mean that's pretty peak <laughs> yeah and you got you get, really gets you a v12 in there yeah 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 if you could only drive one car for the rest of your life, and you, you, it's kind of two, but you can only drive one car for the rest of your life and you get £500 on the side, something else. Okay. I think it would have to be my Stradale. It's a fantastic mm. car. It is actually quite usable. Um, I have daily it. I've proven the point. Yeah. And on the side, um, some kind of Navara pickup like I've got at the moment because they are practical. You can just throw everything in the back of them and uh, bikes the whole lot, not have to worry about it. It's got a few dents in it and yeah, just it just keeps going. Mine's got 210,000 miles on it now. Ideal. Keep it, keep it rolling. Right. What's the most undervalued car at the moment? Oh, uh, Ferrari uh, 512 BBI Boxer. <laughs> They're definitely worth a million. <laughs> they're def I tell you what, they're, they're, those cars are definitely worth a straight swap with an F40. I've heard that. I've had multiple offers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't know what's going on at the moment. <laughs> okay, final. Uh, what, what car? Well, really? no, give me know. a yeah, semi-serious yeah, no, answer. We'll, we'll stick with that one. We'll stick with that one. Okay. I think. I don't know. Um, I did have a, a conversation actually the other day. 550 Barquetta, they only made 349 of them, and they seem to be very good value for money. Last V12 uh, manual Ferrari, proper one. Um, limited numbers. What are they now? With Ferraris and limited numbers. Uh, 
no, no, I think you can get them from as for as low as two hundred grand. That sounds like, re- like you know, it's not cheap, but it sounds yeah, two, reasonable for grand. what it is. It's not cheap, but typically with a, a limited number Ferrari, there is a massive premium for the for the manual cars nowadays. Mm. Uh, V twelve, you know, it's not that practical in the UK. That's the problem. No, oh, and I think they have a pretty crappy roof, but yeah, but pretty cool, yeah. like V yeah. twelve Ferrari roof. Yeah, I think they'll they'll go up in in uh, in value. <laughs> well, there's there's two for sale on uh, Car and Classic. One's two seven nine and one's three four nine. So they seem to be creeping up. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Maybe creeping up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And final final question. What's the most interesting car to you at the moment? What are you Googling? What are you looking up? Stuff like that. Oh, well, I'm always looking at F40s or potentials with F40s. Yeah, watch this space. That's all I'm going to say. I will make something happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, an interesting F40 build, yeah, is what we're aiming for here. We're going to break YouTube and break internet uh, at the internet if I... Uh, if if my cunning plan successfully uh, yeah. materialises. Well, it would be very yeah, cool. No, I'm always looking at those things. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. we'll do something. Sweet. Well, thanks very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for hosting me. I really enjoyed that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.